Hey all you travel bugs out there, welcome to another exciting episode of Check-In Story Podcast and this is your host Shruti. Well, our today's guest is a Nigeria-born Indian, Hanisha Lalwani, who is currently a marketing professional with one of the largest travel companies in the world, Made It International. And she likes to indulge in a lot of traveling and exploring new places because she loves that. So let's just talk to her and know her stories. Hi, Hanisha. Hi, Shruti. Nice to be on this podcast. And nice to have you here. So, Hanisha, tell us, how was it growing up in Nigeria? I mean, since you're an Indian, it must have been an amalgamation of both the cultures, isn't it? Yes, uh, it was. But the thing is that, so my dad went there in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were born um, in the 80s, me and my sisters. And uh, growing up, uh, you know, everything there felt normal to us. That was our world. Uh, we did not travel much as little kids. Um, so, you know, the peculiarities for the world um, of Nigeria were just normal to us. That was our world. Um, you know, we did not do things like uh, walking on the roads. It, it wasn't safe for foreigners. We did not use local transport. So uh, most of the Indian families, by the way, there are a lot of Indian families there, would have their own um, drivers, their own vehicles. So we were sort of taken from point A to point B um, at all points of times. Uh, we even studied in an Indian school. So we were surrounded by Indians. So mm-hmm. it really never felt like uh, we were away from home or we were in a strange place. That was just home to us. That's, that's lovely. So what's your favorite place in Nigeria? Uh, so uh, Lagos, where I, uh, the city that I st- was born and brought up in, it's one of Africa's, it's called Africa's Big Apple. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the largest financial and banking, um, you know, cities for Nigeria. It's also, I think in a, in a few years time, it's going to be the third largest city after Tokyo and Bombay. So you can imagine what a big city it is. Uh, now, it being a coastal city, there were a lot of beautiful beaches that, uh, you know, growing up, we used to go and visit. Now, mind you, back in the 90s, there weren't too many things to do as far as entertainment was concerned. Um, we just used to go to restaurants and beaches. That was about it. There was no concept of shopping malls. There were no, um, you know, theaters to go watch movies. That's not something we did. These things only started cropping up in the mid-2000s. So, uh, for me, uh, the best place to hang out at, um, from what I remember, was the beach resorts uh, in Lagos. Oh, that's that's really cool. So, well, some fun facts about Lagos for all our listeners out there. Lagos literally means lakes, you know, in Portuguese, it literally means lakes. And it is one of the most populated state in Africa. As Hanisha said, it's really beautiful. And as they always say, when you think Nigeria, think Lagos. So that's one of the reasons why you (laughs) should include Nigeria in your bucket list. So Hanisha, tell me, do you have any other reasons for people to visit Nigeria or Africa in general? Um, Africa is, is, is a hotbed of tourism uh, as far as, you know, um, especially nature and wildlife is concerned. I would recommend people put Botswana and Namibia on their uh, buck travel bucket lists, you know. Uh, so Bot- Botswana is probably Africa's best kept secret. It's got the best nat- national parks, wildlife reserves, and you can really explore un inhibited wild wilderness in Botswana. Um, Namibia too, it's a um, you know, lonely planet called Namib- Namibia, the fifth best tourism destination in terms of value. 
So, you know, again, you've got national parks there. You've even got the oldest desert in the world in Namibia. So, yeah, I mean, go and visit uh, Namibia and Botswana for starters. Well, that's cool. Namibia and Botswana it is then. Uh, so, when did you come back to India? So, uh, I came and settled in India in 2004 um, after I finished school in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And um, I joined the Symbiosis International University in Pune. That's when I formally came to India, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So, which were the places like you explored first when you came here? Um, so, uh, back in college, uh, y- with your friends, the tendency is to explore the close-by, um, you know, areas. So, exactly. we, did this, we did the trek to the Siangar Fort. We explored Murud Janjira. Um, we went to um, Alibag. Uh, again, a lot of beach uh, beaches because, um, you know, Maharashtra is uh, on the coast. Mm-hmm. So we did a bit of that. Of course, Goa's on every every college student's um, <laughs> you know, bucket list. So Yeah, we you actually just told the places which every Pune student, like it's there. Like they have to go to these places with their college gang. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. You haven't gone to college if you haven't been to Goa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm sure you must have explored many food items as well. So like, uh, what's your favorite street food dish here? Oh, of course, Pani Puri. It's something that, uh, you know, I think uh, if you love street food, you can't not love Pani Puri. And um, that was uh, something, you know, growing up, we did not miss out on eating these street foods because um, local Indian ingredients are very, very commonly available in the stores, in the supermarkets there. So mum would always rustle up, uh, you know, a pani puri or a bhel puri whenever we felt like it. So I, I did not miss out on Indian street food and it was not something I missed even when I came back to India. Oh, cool. That's that's really nice. So how was your time at Melbourne? Oh, it was very interesting. Um, it... it, it I sort of uh, equate Melbourne to Pune and Bombay to Sydney. It, it's the more happening. It's you know, it's it's, uh, it's a flourishing uh, place. Sydney, it's it's very vibrant. Melbourne, on the other hand, is a more laid back, suburban, uh, quiet, and and a very cultural city. Uh, so it was really strange for me. But when I initially went there, I realized that uh, shopping malls, you know, places shut. The city pretty much shut at five thirty in the evening. So um, you'd hardly see people on the road unless you're in, in, in the city. Um, I used to stay in the suburbs, uh, cheap rent. <laughs> oh. um, and that's where you'd feel like you wouldn't see people on the road at all. Everyone's back in their homes, cooking an early uh, dinner, uh, spending time with their family. Uh, you'd hardly see anybody on the roads. So that was really strange, you know, staying in India where, you know, the streets are always crowded, whether day or night. Yeah, exactly. And then to have to go to that. So you can you feel a sense of isolation there, uh, but in terms of uh, it's a melting pot of cultures. There are so many Asians there, people from Fiji, Malaysia, Singapore, um, India, of course. Uh, I, I actually saw I think out of out of five people on the on the streets, three of them would be Asians. So mm-hmm. you really felt like again you were in a very multicultural city. So I loved my time that it it really taught me a lot in terms of how to live alone, how to solve my problems alone because I was I was a student um, studying in university. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it extremely expensive. It is a very very expensive place to live in, you know. But uh, you sort of uh, work your way through that as well. 
in terms of food also it was brilliant uh, to stay and i had the best uh, chinese food experience in chinatown there you get you know you have your indian supermarkets you have your lebanese supermarkets you have restaurants that serve all different kinds of cuisines so you're really not missing out on much that's that's really lovely now since we are talking about melbourne well this is for our listeners i have to mention this that it's very famous for the aussie beer fosters which was basically first brewed there in 1888 and uh, besides melbourne is also famous for coffee so hanisha how's your equation with these two drinks um so i'm not i'm not too much of a beer fan um uh-huh. but uh, i i really discovered that apart from beer australia and especially melbourne is definitely one of the top 10 coffee destinations of the world um you have some of the finest baristas over there uh and i was lucky enough to stay on a street called ligon street in melbourne uh which was really famous for having some of the best um italian restaurants and cafes so you know whenever i i'd feel bored i just take a walk down that street and watching people sit out enjoying the beautiful weather with their hot cup of coffee that was just so much uh it was it was so enriching just watching that and a lot of these uh, cafes they roast their own beans they have um specially crafted blends that they serve their uh, you know guests so i really recommend melbourne as a, a must do city for anyone who loves coffee and and not just beer that's that's really actually lovely so yeah listeners you guys know what to do and where to go now to enjoy one of the best <laughs> beers and coffee so we're talking about traveling and talking about traveling is so incomplete without talking about airports and airports are like bustling with so many things and you know people have so many airport stories and incidents happening so do you have any one of those that you would like to share with our listeners um yeah i do actually i uh, have i have a story um where my heart was pretty much in my mouth so this was last year uh, when i went to hong kong and i was returning uh, back from hong kong to uh mumbai and uh, we we checked in and everything we got our boarding passes uh we passed security and this was pretty much the last leg before we actually had to board into the flight and i thought yeah i want to stop for a bathroom break so um i went into the bathroom um came out uh was headed with my sister and my mom to board into the flight when i realized oh my god i do not have my passport with me oh and my boarding pass was inside the passport as well and there was nowhere else i had possibly left it but in the bathroom so i went back in i rushed back in oh my god um and i went back to the cubicle that i had used uh, and there was already somebody inside and i kept sort of banging on the door because this lady just wasn't coming out uh Uh, I think about a good 5 to 7 minutes passed and I was wondering what is she doing in there uh and you know you see you could you can sort of see the reflection on the floor right I could sort of make out that someone was looking and flipping through pages oh. and I was so petrified um I was wondering what this lady was doing and she had to have seen my passport uh only when she came out and I saw my passport was I was I relieved 
But for those seven minutes, I had the most um, daunting thoughts. And I was like, this is it. I'm never going back home. She wasn't uh, even responding yeah, to you like when you were calling She her did her? not. No. So she never responded back, not even once. And, um, you know, she could sort of make out from the bang on, you know, the cubicle that I was sort of serious and, you know, in, in I was things were a bit urgent for me. So uh, she did not respond even once. And she came out so casually. She was a Chinese lady. I wondered if she understood English as well. <laughs> but my God, my passport was kept where I left it. And only when I got it did I breathe a sigh of relief. Well, that was some story there. <laughs> So finally you got your passport back and you traveled. So that's that's And I came home, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what matters. Yeah, cool. So, uh moving on, uh, let's talk about money now. Like uh, traveling is something that does require money and we cannot deny the fact. So how do you manage your money or finances regarding the travel that you do? So, um I honestly believe in um investing in experiences or rather than materialistic things i'm not somebody who goes and shops every month i'm not somebody who you know likes to have the latest bag collection or the latest shoes or branded stuff i'm not one of those people so i i do end up saving a lot of money mm-hmm. um i'm very careful with how i spend um so when it comes to travel i don't think twice i i love love traveling and investing in a travel experience um and when i'm on a trip i make sure that i am uh, you know taking note of everything i'm spending so then i keep track of how much money i've got with me and how much money i have left for the rest of my trip and i ration it out accordingly uh even in terms of spending on food when i'm on trips i try to make do with what i have at hand in terms of i'm not somebody to go to the fancy restaurants and try it out um i i'll be happy with even a hot dog from the local hot dog stand for instance so i i i'm you know i i'm very very careful as to how much i spend because obviously when you're traveling especially in places like europe um you know entering museums or um you know your your historical sort of uh, sightseeing places they're expensive yeah. they don't come by cheap so uh, i do want to have money for that i do want to have uh, you know a budget al- allocated to see the best places and the must do places when i'm on a trip so i think yeah taking down notes and and keeping track of what i'm spending is really really crucial for me oh that's pretty helpful then so did you did you ever had any impromptu journey or trip like nothing is planned and you just set out so uh, yes i did um last october i remember one fine it was a usual work day and i was out for lunch mm-hmm. and i get a call from one of my friends and he says that uh, coldplay do you want to attend a concert oh. the coldplay concert it's okay. happening in barcelona in may of 2016 mm-hmm. and i was like wait a minute <laughs> this is a bit like do you want me to answer right now and he said yes because tickets are selling out within a matter of minutes so you know he couldn't book us on the london tour because those ticket to those tickets also got sold out pretty quickly so we were left with barcelona or amsterdam and i literally had to give a yes or no in a matter of like seconds and i'm a big coldplay fan it is an experience watching coldplay perform live so i said yes and uh, that was you know i first said yes to a coldplay concert and then we started out planning our trip to spain um but coldplay was the reason we went to spain uh, to begin with 
uh, and that was my most Im- impromptu trip ever <laughs> that's that's really lovely so you went there with a couple of your friends right yes so we were six of us so we had two people flying from dubai uh, one from the uk one from singapore and two from india so it was really a global affair for us um, <laughs> that's lovely and and we had a we had a great time we went to madrid first uh then we went to valencia we went to toledo toledo is an absolute must do for anybody visiting spain it's not a very much talked about uh, mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. uh when you know you're talking about spain and what to see but my god it, it was probably the highlights of my spain trip um even more than barcelona well that's lovely so have you ever traveled solo solo in the sense that i i went to amdabad on my own once uh, of course i did have a friend there but she was not going to be free to uh, host me for my duration of the stay so while i did spend a day with her i did the remainder of my trip around amdabad on my own and i must say it i found solo travel uh, to be a very overrated concept Oh, when you can travel with friends or family and you know why not do that uh, unless i have literally no option and i have to travel i'm going to choose solo travel but otherwise i see no sense i feel like travel is something that uh, the experience gets even better if you share it with somebody and uh, you know recently um last august actually i went to amsterdam with my mom and uh, i must say it was such a phenomenal experience traveling with her uh, this was a chance where i could have gone alone um, to amsterdam because i won a free ticket but just having her there with me made the experience so much more fun and it's also assurance and security you just feel more safe uh, in company you feel more secure um there were a couple of times i got lost navigating the map in amsterdam and uh, because i had somebody with me even though it was me navigating the maps i just felt um you know sorted uh so i think having companies not just it makes sense in 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 a manner that you it doubles the fun and also you feel secure in company so i think solo travels absolutely overrated i don't think i'm going to do it anytime soon okay so well there was a different take on it that's that's really cool so what's next for you hanisha like where are you heading what's next what's next um so my job with marriott is taking me now to dubai uh-huh. i'm actually due to fly out next week uh-huh. um and i'm uh, busy now packing and um relocating uh and uh, what i'm most excited about um my move to dubai is that you get fantastic travel deals across the world from dubai So um I know a lot of people um going and exploring Zanzibar and Georgia from Dubai and and you know even 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 uh Croatia for that matter. So it is it is cheaper to fly out and ex- and travel from Dubai versus India. Um even geographically the Dubai is located uh, at a great advantage in terms of proximity to a lot of um countries mm-hmm. so i'm really looking forward to traveling a lot more and to uh, destinations i never thought i'd have access to earlier well that's lovely all the best to you for all of that thank you so on on the last note uh, what message or tip would you like to give to our listeners i would like to say that uh, research really well mm-hmm. before you travel um do your homework 100% 
be uh, sure that you um, have listed out uh, at least a rough itinerary before you head there. And then once you're there, you sort of play it by the ear, but at least you have your plan as a backup. Um, I, I'm big on doing my homework before I travel anywhere, you know, read on the do's and don'ts as far as tourists are concerned. Uh, also, um, your research will help you to discover a lot of places that don't get talked about but are unique and, you know, must be explored nonetheless. So it's it, for me, it's all research, research, research. And that's my only advice that I can give. Well, and that's a very useful advice that you gave. So cool. So our listeners know what to do. Thank you. Thank you, Anisha, so much for being with us today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you, Shruti. Lovely being on this podcast. I'd like to uh, raise my hat to the founders of Check-In Story. Um, they've started this new website that talks about all things travel. Um, and the business of travel um, in today's world, which is, uh, you know, the more that more information that is available out there, the better it is for the traveler. So kudos to the check-in story team. Um, even as far as starting out podcasts on travel, you have very few of those, especially in India. Um, but such kind of uh, podcasts are very informative to travelers who want to get out there, want to explore, want to learn more. Um, so yeah, good job, uh, team check-in. Thank you, thank you, Hanisha. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Well, guys, now that was fun. Uh, that was Hanisha Lalwani, and let us know what you felt about this episode in the comment section below, or on FB through check-in story board, where you can text us anytime and anywhere. And we have loads of great podcasts lined up for you guys since our team was at Tibex event recently held in Sweden, where we had the opportunity to meet some of the most amazing travelers in the world. So we'll be having a podcast with many of them. So stay tuned for all that fun. And do not forget to subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud. So this is your travel buddy Shruti signing off. Until then, keep traveling, travel safe and have loads of fun.